So welcome back to the Equally Well podcast, everyone. This is Andre Tomlin from The Mental Health, and I'm here today with Lucy Schoenerhavel from uh, Rethink and Hannah Lewis from Rethink. Uh, Lucy is Head of Health Influencing, and Hannah is Senior Policy and Practice Officer. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Hello. Thank you for inviting us. So tell us about Equally Well. What's, what's the problem that Equally Well is, is addressing here? People with severe mental illness are more likely to die 15 to 20 years earlier than the general population. Now, um, we've all, all um, been working towards trying to address that, and um, whether that's through influencing government or health systems or working as our, our own charity, um, as Rethink Mental Illness, you know, we've, we've um, put out toolkits for health professionals and we've been working with people with, with severe mental illness. And now is the time really to see a step change in this. And so we're really pleased to be working with Equally Well um, to try and address this really big issue. I guess we've known about this for a long time, haven't we? This, this mortality mm. gap problem. And yet um, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I, mean, I was talking to Robin Murray about this a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, the mortality gap is widening, has widened in the last few years, not because physical health of people with severe mental illness is getting worse, but because the health of the population in general is improving, but it's not improving in people with severe mental illness. So what is it that you think is, is the barrier to the, the things that have happened over the last, you know, five to ten years to try and improve this? Well, I think there's a couple of issues there, Andre. I think um, one of the main issues around the mortality gap is how we actually collect data on that and whether that's um, working well at the moment or not as the indicator that's used by um, Public Health England at the moment hasn't been updated in 20 years. So there's a question whether that um, is really efficient for use today. So hopefully with a more up-to-date indicator which will allow us to monitor progress both nationally and locally we'll be able to really monitor what's going on in what different areas and then really focus on both national and local targets on how to close that gap giving tangible recommendations on how we can do that. I think um, the other issue is that it is a relatively under-researched area and um, I think we're still coming to grips with what the um, reasons are for this mortality gap. I think something that needs to be acknowledged is it's so, there's so many reasons, it's really broad spectrum and it varies from person to person as well. And so it's difficult with this issue to be really prescriptive, um, which is why I'm really pleased that we at Rethink Mental Illness have got the lived experience advisory group to help us uh, equally well um, to really ensure that the voices of those with lived experiences are being heard and are central to this work. Yeah, I guess it was a key element of the, the National Schizophrenia Audit that came out in 2012 and got updated in 2014, this, this issue of shared decision-making and listening to the experiences of, of service users and carers. Um, how, how are you doing that for this project? How's the lived experience work going on? We've been really pleased to recruit a group of amazing advisors to our expert experience advisory group. Um, so we've got eight or nine people who have varied experience of um, being affected by severe mental illness um, and or caring for someone who has a severe mental illness. And we're all coming together, meeting regularly and talking regularly about what we think the issues are, what we think the solutions might be, and then what the barriers to those solutions are as well. And really 
trying to co-produce with Centre for Mental Health and um, the clinical advisory group as well, um, what, what we think we can do to address the problem. And it's such a complex area, isn't it? As you said already, you know, the physical health of, of anyone in the population is a complicated thing. Um, but when you're living living with mental illness, you've got the added kind of complexity of potentially taking lots of medication um, and having all sorts of other um, side effects from that medication that might impact on your physical health. Have you got a sense of what, what we should be focusing on? Is it, you know, is it physical health checks? Is it stopping smoking? Is it polypharmacy? You know, what are the things that you think are going to come out of this that we're really going to prioritise? Yeah, so I think as we think, we we think that there should be a real focus on health checks. And we've been really pleased to see that um, quite front and centre of the five year forward view for mental health. But it is obviously only sort of part of the picture, really. And, um, you know, you can have as many physical health checks as you want, but unless you actually get support um, and then signposted to help to um, help, you know, prevent physical health problems or to help address those physical health problems um, or get the right advice and information on what medication you're taking so you can make an informed choice about that medication then then we're not going to make progress in in narrowing this mortality gap so we we are keen to continue to see progress on health checks and then working with equally well to look at um, developing resources for people and health professionals um, hopefully pulling them all together in one place as well. So there's a kind of one-stop shop for people to be able to access that support and information. Um, and we're also really pleased to be seeing this, the being part of this charter for equal health as well, to encourage all um, groups and organisations and people responsible for um, addressing this mortality gap to come together, sign up to the charter and then play their part in um, in helping address people's physical health as well as their mental health. You spoke before about um, not necessarily having the best data available to us to make clear decisions on. And we know that the, the number of physical health checks that are being carried out has improved. I think in 2012, the mm. audit said that only one in three people with schizophrenia were offered a physical health check. Um, we know that, that those figures are improving, but is there a way of measuring the quality of those health checks? Because my sense is that even though the number of them may be increasing, um, you know, in some cases that might be a bit of a tick box exercise for some organisations. Are we actually looking at how well those tests are being done for people? No, exactly. That's something we've been really trying to focus on because we really want to avoid it becoming a tick box exercise because then it's just redundant. If there's no follow up and there's no intervention to improve a person's health, then there was no point in the health check in the first place. Um, so fortunately, when we produced our resources, um, which you can all find online, we we were able to um, empower people to be able to follow up their the results of their health check and be able to follow the interventions that they were they were receiving so that they can then monitor the progress and the improvements in their health and I think um, empowering people to be able to be leaders in their own care was a, a really positive thing that came from these physical health check resources. Yeah. And I think you need to you need to start somewhere as well mm. so I think having um, having the health checks as 
even if they are at first a tick box exercise, that then being a means to an end to then making sure that all health professionals do have this at the top of their priorities yeah. and do make sure that they are um, they're offering physical health checks and that, as then Hannah says, that's then um, aligned with then empowering people to be leaders in their own care, to, to be kind of taking ownership of, of then what happens next and mm. um, working in partnership with their healthcare professional to um, to put in place interventions to help support them. Equally Well UK is very much a kind of national coordinated effort, isn't it? You know, bringing together mm-hmm. mental health services and primary care and local authorities and charities and all sorts of other groups. That's something that Rethink has got quite a long history of, of doing. Um, how do you see that working and what do you think the barriers are going to be to this um, being a success? Yeah, I think it, it's a definitely a really great national coordinated effort. And I think it's a really good example of um, us all nationally coming together and looking at the problem across England, mm. but then also recognising the devolved nature of the NHS at the moment. And um, and so having individual local authorities and individual providers, for example, joining up uh, with us to deliver equally well, as well as then their national counterparts like the LGA, for example, um, I think it's really exciting and I think it has such potential for us all um, to help address issues at a national level, but also where it really crucially counts at a local level as well. Um, I think probably the barriers are, as with everything, time, people's time, yeah. um, making sure that this stays at the top of the agenda and we capitalise on the momentum that hopefully we'll get from the 13th of September when we've got our big event and people will be signing up to the charter and then we just need to we need to focus on delivery and make sure that we are pulling together resources and um and really supporting people to to make that change that we need to see it's really great to have rethink driving this um alongside the center for mental health and kaleidoscope i think your experience of, of doing this kind of lived experience work is just going to be invaluable in the project. Um, so, yeah, good luck with that. And we look forward to seeing it develop over the next year or so. Thank, Thank you. you.